0: Goku book club where we finally get around to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever i'm emily Miner,
1: and i'm wade nelson
0: and we have a guest today can you tell us who you are
2: <laughs> i got She's so forgotten nervous her own name. no um, i'm jamie beanhoff i didn't know which name to say <laughs> oh god so why are you here jamie <laughs> Well, like you guys, I buy books and then never read them. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) That's, yeah, that's the point. Yeah.
2: Yep. That's my guess. Yeah, Mm well, today I actually am reading a book that I don't even own, (laughs) but I've been meaning to read for forever. So that is what we're doing today. What's the book? Uh, We are reading Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. I'm really excited (laughs) for this episode.
0: Tell me like why, like when did you originally think of reading it and why did you put it off for so long?
2: Um so in high school, you know, like everyone's required to read some kind of Jane Austen at some point. And uh, well, I was one of those people required to read Pride and Prejudice, and then mm-hmm. um little like hipster high school Jamie was like, ah, I wanna read that on my own, not because someone told me to, <laughs> and so I didn't read it still did really well on the exam for it because you know english majors um or future english majors right um so i didn't read it and then um had you watched the movie at that point
0: or like anything? we watched it for school okay okay mm, like the wait at that point was it the bbc it's 2005. okay the the, the, the nightly terrible. one. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, debatable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you'd watch the movie. Yes,
2: so we watched, we like read the book, and then we like took our exam, wrote our essays or whatever, and then watched the movie in class for the full experience.
0: Gotcha. It was smart of your teacher to play the movie after the test. I mean,
2: <laughs> the movie is the book. <laughs> right, so with a lot cut out, but like it is the book. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so you... Or hipster and didn't want to read it. <laughs> um, yeah. I wanted to read it on your own.
2: I wanted to read it on my own. Um, and I think like college Ravenclaw Jamie was like, <sighs> wow, why didn't I just read it then? Because like I wanted to read it and I would have gotten a grade for it and like two birds with one stone. But that was not how high school Jamie functioned.
1: <laughs> I was the opposite because we had a like, uh, it was like, I can't remember it was some quarter sophomore and junior year where you could pick from multiple books and i picked the kite runner because it seemed interesting and i was the only one in class and all my friends and uh, and all my friends and uh one of their girlfriends ended up picking pride and prejudice so i ended up reading both just so i would have something to talk about in class
0: <laughs> Nerd. <No.
1: laughs> kite runner was a quick read it was good too
0: i never read kite runner But I also never read Pride and Prejudice for school. Like it was never assigned. Yeah, like my senior year, you had to pick a book from like a long list of like approved books and do like a big paper on it. And I did Sense and Sensibility. So I never had to, I mean, I have read Pride and Prejudice, but I never had to read it for school. What a good book. It really is. It's really good. good I'm so glad I read it. But originally when we were talking about you coming on the show, you weren't going to be talking about this book. So what made you finally read it?
2: Um, so multi part answer to that simple question. Um, so I've actually read quite a few other Jane Austen novels, um, that were like four classes, so I've read Emma for a class on Harry Potter and like J.K. Rowling's like influences, and I've read Northanger Abbey um, for a Gothic literature class. And I absolutely loved both of those. And I was like, wow, I should probably actually read Jane Austen. Um, And that was my first year of grad school. And then I didn't read another Jane Austen novel until this year. So it's been like (laughs) three years since then. (laughs) Um, But I um, have a running joke with a friend. I was studying for the GRE and we had this running joke about how like they the test makers just like go open an old Victorian novel and like point to a word and we're like, we're going to put that on the test Um, and that's how they choose GRE words. And um, so like just to get ready for the test, I was like, you know, I want to kind of be in that brain mindset. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, well, I also need a book to read um, because I was kind of in a reading rut. So I started reading Pride and Prejudice and there are very many GRE words (laughs) in this novel. (laughs) Yeah, so but it was yeah. so good. So good.
0: So you you definitely don't regret reading it. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> um, I did part reading um, from like a library copy and part audiobook. And I did not regret reading it at all. It was very good. <laughs> I want okay, because so we've talked
0: a bit about like audiobook stuff, right? I've <laughs> ranted about it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me like, I, I don't know. Are we going off topic if I ask no. about, like...
1: We haven't gotten to the book at all yet.
0: Okay. So. <laughs> I know, but, like, am I, like, still diverting too much from getting Uh-oh. to that? Okay. So, I want to know more about, like, why you... Because you, I think, preferred to listen to an audiobook. Am I
2: wrong? Or... Um, I like both. I think that... I like that... Well, okay, so... You guys actually got me into podcasts so now i've been (laughs) listening to your podcast which i'm almost all caught up on um and then i started listening to a couple other podcasts um so now that's like what i do when i like fold laundry and like cook dinner and wash dishes um and drive because i work um at a dance studio 30 minutes from here so Mm -hmm. i drive 30 minutes there 30 minutes back um and that used to be like my reading time um because you know with grad school life um you're constantly reading for class and not many of those books are ones that you're using or reading for pleasure. Um, So it was how I kind of one got schoolwork done because they assign way too many things. Mm -hmm. And two, it's kind of how I enjoyed reading. Um, So I actually have had my, um, I have an audible and I've had it, but I've also used like a couple other free sites, but I've had, I've been reading audiobooks since 2014. um, And I, I don't know if I prefer it, but um, it does make reading um, more enjoyable when you have like full casts narrating it. Mm. Um, plug for Pullman, who Philip Pullman has my heart um, with his, his Dark Material* series, he narrates it and there's a full cast with all the other actors um, narrating different characters. So and he does so, like the narration oh, yeah. and then there's cast for dialogue. Yes. That's cool. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I love when people That's awesome. read their own books. But yeah, so I don't know if I prefer it to reading. Um, I think they're the same thing. There's both modes of like ingesting um, and like being in the story. And one just happens to be audio and one's visual. Mm-hmm. And I will fight you if you said <laughs> it's not reading. Um, because I have learned so many things um, and absorbed so many stories and lessons from audiobooks that... I might never have gotten around to if I was doing, like, a hard copy, um, so.
1: You actually know how to pronounce the words, for example. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> were you in that class that made fun of me in grad school for pronouncing no words wrong?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. No. That
2: happened? Yes! I don't remember People what class assholes. it was. I think I said chaste instead of "chast." Wait, for like, what? what? For, like, like, chastity, but, like, the word is chaste, like, Right, off topic, but anyway, no, but I got my. Right. Wait, say, I, but which way is right? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't I've remember. heard it as chaste. That's what I, I think thought I said. Chast. Oh, okay. and everyone like made fun of me. And then I was like, dude, I've only ever read the word. How am I supposed to know? Right. And I was like, aren't we all English majors? How dare you? <laughs> um. So yeah, don't...
1: I still pronounce it haphazard.
0: Instead of haphazard. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ph. I, I read it. As it. A ph- it's like <laughs> a favorite thing of mine that you
2: do. And... I didn't know that. That's great.
1: I've tried to, like, say, like, it just, my brain has not been, I, I, I'm usually able to fix it, but it's half has I love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just don't make fun of people who pronounce things wrong, because they probably learned it from reading. And, and don't you know.
0: make fun of people that listen to audiobooks, because my, my thing is, like, what if you can't, like, what if you're visually impaired, and, like, mm-hmm. you can't visually read a book? Mm-hmm. Then people are like, well, you just don't read. Like, there are... There are other ways to read and process things. Anyway, I could go on on this forever. Like
2: dyslexic too, right? Like, yeah, Yeah, it makes it so hard to read, and you have to work ten times harder sometimes to read. And so, I think it's very like ableist and classist and racist to say that (laughs) audiobooks are not. I'm getting real political (laughs) here. (laughs) That's fine. Cut this all out, (laughs) or leave it at all because people need this message. It's fine. (laughs) So. Did you like the book <laughs> yeah i did um <laughs> preface to that like i had seen the movie i had seen the bbc miniseries i had seen the lizzie bennett diaries all of which <laughs> i love um, Emily and I have uh, argued over whether the 2005 movie or BBC version um, is better, and we differ in opinions. But we're both right. I am not a purist, <laughs> so I don't uh, give a shit.
0: Like I need the drama of the Kira Knightley version. <laughs> it's so dramatic, and it's so short. Yeah, it is. It, it cuts it quite a bit out. But I mean, like it keeps
2: all it keeps all the important. Things. <laughs> it's true. It's, I think I, I recently rewatched him after reading the book. And I probably shouldn't have watched the movie after I watched the BBC series because it just felt so short because I'd been watching these like six hour long episodes and then all of a sudden it was like just the whole movie or whole book in two hours. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, Still great. They're all great. So, but yeah. So then uh, I like had already watched and read all of it. Had already watched all of those things and then went back and read the book and then rewatched them because they're awesome. (laughs) So, yeah. So what'd you think? I really liked it. Um, I think I knew what to expect of the storyline, which, you know, reading sometimes Victorian novels can be a little dense with the way they write, which I think the way they write is beautiful. Um, And so I didn't have any problem following along. Um, I thought the story was brilliant. I love all the like extra tidbits you get from the novel that don't necessarily like transpose well onto the adaptations of it. Um, So I really liked that. Um I think the storyline is just an age-old storyline that is just resonates really well and is super nerdy and dramatic and I love it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have some problems with the storyline, but I think um they're not like big problems, right? Like the, the story's fine the way it is, the story's beautiful, but like things I would pick on. Mm-hmm. Um Caroline Bingley is the worst. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> she is so awful. She's such a good villain. <sighs> like, yes. She's mm. very good at being a bad person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she like does that villainy thing where she's like pretending to be nice and like pretends to have your interests at heart. But really, like knows that like just how to drive. Yeah, truly a backstabber. Uh, Yeah, she's like, and if I twist it this way, (laughs) you know that I hate you, but also you can't tell for sure because I'm being nice about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She's the worst. Um, Oh, what else? Um, poor Kitty. I, I already ranted about this before we started the podcast, but Kitty is um the. Uh, second youngest. So she's a little bit older than Lydia. And her life ends up fine. But um, I feel so bad for her out of all the Bennett sisters because poor Kitty, um, her life is just like ruined by Lydia, who she thinks is like her best friend, her sister and like, have all these like plans together. But then Lydia gets everything she wants. um, And poor Kitty has to suffer the consequences of Lydia's actions. And it's Just, like, what a poor, poor, tragic experience. Like, someone you thought was, like, your best friend and sister, and you were in this conspiracy together, and then it actually backfires for...
1: So, could you actually explain that? Because I have not read this since high school. (laughs)
2: Yeah, so um, Kitty and Lydia are, like, BFFs, and they, like, talk to all the officers together. They, like, have all these, like, giggly moments in Mm -hmm. the story, and um,
0: they're kind of, like, the... Like, young and naive, giggly sisters. Yes. Because um, yeah. I
2: think Lydia is only 15, and I think Kitty is only 16. Um, and so the two of them have, like, all these, like, ah, oh, the officers are so cute. Let's dance with everybody. And, like, there's even a line at one point where it talks about, like, the two sisters don't know, um, like, all they, all they want in life is to, like, not have... A spare moment on the dance floor, like they want to always have mm. a partner in dancing, and that's that's a good ball to them. <laughs> um, meanwhile, all the dramatic action with like Darcy, like being rude to like Lizzie, is going on in the background, and they're like they're all so oblivious because that's all they want is to dance with a handsome man and call it a great night. Um, and so Lydia, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't read it before, <laughs> um, I mean it's been published <laughs> for <laughs> quite a while. I mean, a minute. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Spoiler alert. uh Lydia runs away with Wickham at some point and Who's like, an officer? Who is an officer? Yes. So, Officer Wickham, um, kind of like lures Lydia away with like this, like promise of like love and stuff. And um, that's like the dramatic moment where Darcy has to intervene and like make sure they get married. And like Lizzie's like, oh, I love you so much because you saved my family from embarrassment. Um, paraphrasing obviously <laughs> and then <laughs> uh poor kitty has to suffer the aftermath cuz she like kind of knew the plan but not fully and she thinks it's great um and then her dad really cracks down cuz he's so upset about what happened with Lydia and he feels like it was his fault and so you know he does that like 180 and it's like, okay, I used to be really lenient. Now I'm going to be super strict and you're not allowed to go anywhere with friends. You're not allowed to go into town. You're not allowed to do all these things. And like poor Kitty like suffers all of the consequences of mm-hmm. Lydia's actions. Um, And I just feel so bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Kitty. <laughs> Rant over.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't remember any of that. Yeah. Because like I, I haven't read the book since... I don't know. It's probably been, like, a good six-ish, seven-ish years. Because, um, again, I never read it in high school, so it's been so long. And then i watched the BBC version once, again, a long time ago. And ever since then, like, the Kira Knightley version has basically become, like, the version I know, right? And, yeah. and, like, none of that is in. Like, I'm pretty sure at the end it's just, like, Kitty's kind of jealous of Lydia, Mm -hmm. right? Because Lydia is now married and, like, still a dumbass child. (laughs) Um, But, like, kind of, I don't know. But isn't, like, it's hinted at in the movie that Wickham is, like, abusive to Lydia. And is that talked about in the book?
2: I don't think, from my interpretation of it, that's kind of hinted at. But I think... It's more of, like, he kind of, like, has this history of, like, seducing young women to get their fortune right. mm-hmm. and then not always succeeding. Um, and, uh, or honestly, just seducing women because he thinks he can. Right. And um, he finally has his actions caught up with him, right? Because he tried to do it with Darcy's sister, Georgiana, and, like, got yeah, caught. cut that off. And, yeah, cut that out. And then he did it again to Lydia and you know his actions caught up with him and he actually had to go through with the marriage which is kind of great because like you know Lydia is kind of put in her place because she can't really rise above her station she's just kind of always stuck as this officer's wife and then um he gets orders to like go really far from home so like she doesn't really have this safety net anymore it's just him and her and you read all about how they're really down on their luck and don't have that much money and every now and again like Lizzie convinces Darcy to give them a little bit of money to, like, because, you know, her dumb sister, but she still loves her. And, yeah. um, But I don't know about the. whether, like, abuse is implied, but I do know, like, that just, like, gross, creepy, like, older man, like, seducing a 15-year-old girl. Yeah,
0: because how old is he supposed to be? I think he's, like,
2: Lizzie's age, who's, like, 21, maybe, if not older. I think he's, and like... she's 15. I think he's in his early 20s is, like, what's implied or like two and 20, as they say in the book. But like, I think yeah, he's definitely in his 20s and she's 15. And Mm -hmm. he just, uh, there's a great line from, I think it's the BBC version where um, Lydia's obviously implying that they've had sex, right? And like, she goes, "Ah, to think I, the youngest, who's done what none of my sisters have done. And it's just like, she says this in this way that just like grates your teeth, but also it's like kind of hysterical because she's talking about like having sex for the first time. And it's like, yeah, but with the ball. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's kind of the the thing of like the youngest two is they always seem to want to be grown up so much faster. But in doing that, they come off as like, so dumb. Like they're very, very naive. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: definitely.
1: The only man I remember, and I think this is who it is, is the deacon who's kind of just like an idiot right?
0: Mr.
2: Collins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He He's
0: the worst. <laughs> He's awful. He, I
2: rank him slightly below Caroline Bingley.
1: <laughs> Doesn't he just have like a rich aunt? Or what is the? No, that?
2: it's his patron. Yeah, she's oh, his okay. patron. She, he like, is that is Bingley's vicar. mother? No, it's Darcy's aunt. Or, oh, okay. Like, so I knew there was a relationship somewhere. There's like a whole somewhere. complicated yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's like a family tree somewhere online that you can mm-hmm. look at but it's like darcy's aunt it's like rosings parks owner which is like this huge estate and on the estate there's like in or in the village nearby there's mm-hmm. like a vicarage there's a parsonage, yeah or mm-hmm. whatever yeah and mm-hmm. he's the vicar for it and like she's his patron gotcha. and uh that's like yeah
1: he's Some, the worst he's yeah. awful <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's hard for me to get the details straight because the only two ver- i've only read this twice once as pride and Pre- prejudice and the other time is pride and prejudice and zombies
2: <laughs> which follows yes. the
1: plot line ish
2: mhm there's
1: zombies but there's zombies <laughs> and there's other stuff also i think uh who's the main character elizabeth Was Liz- mm-hmm. uh also w- went to like um a mountaintop tem- temple to learn kung fu at some point like <laughs> there's, oh my gosh. there's a lot going on
2: yeah that sounds absolutely brilliant i think she g- i
1: think she gets in a sparring match with the patron the with the lady Anne. catherine i think so i can't yes. remember <laughs> catherine
2: yes. yes that is because she's also terrible she is, <laughs> she is pretty there's Not some great. good
0: villains, like real-life villains in this book, like super-duper
2: classist <laughs> people. But, I think I don't know much about Jane Austen beyond what like we learned briefly in class before reading Emma, and then again before reading Northanger Abbey, but um, she must have some real problem with like vicars or something because there's like <laughs> an evil v- vicar in some way in like Emma, and then again in like, Pride and Prejudice. Um, I think, yeah, I can't think of any, I have, those are the, also the only, like, I've only read, like, four Jane Austen novels and, like, only four only four out of, like, six or seven, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I don't know, I wonder I, if she was religious, I have no or idea I, like, had an oh. issue with the church or something,
0: I don't know, I really don't know, just... There's always,
2: like, creepy men, and, um, so, he's painted, um, super, like, kind of creepy in, um, the novel, like, um, very proud of himself, right? Um, mm. but there's actually a movie, like, pseudo-adaptation, um, comedy that I was trying to get Emily to watch, which was the one where, like, I think it's Lost in Austin, where she, like, goes oh, into the yeah. alternate reality and yeah, her and yeah. Lizzie Bennett. Well, I places. would have, we just couldn't find it yeah. streaming yet. Yeah, it's so good, and they, like, paint him as, like, super predatory in that one, hmm. and, um, they, like referenced so many things to the BBC version, but yeah, he's mm, creepy as can be in that version.
0: Well, and I don't, I mean, everything I say, my point of reference is going to be the Joe Wright 2005 version, but like, I always got the feeling just from the actor that plays Collins in that movie that he's like, even older than like Wickham and Darcy because he just seems
2: older. Like gotta be thirty. I oh think so. no, he's like he's he's the same age as. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's like in between, like the Darcy and Lizzie's age and like Mister Bennet because I yeah. think it's like Mister Bennet's cousin is like Mister Collins's father. Dad. Or yeah, something. he's like a second cousin yeah. or something. Um, the family
0: trees are very very confusing. <laughs> right, but the whole reason he's even in the picture is because he's like the closest male inherit inheritor yes
2: yeah yeah Um,
0: (laughs) so anyway i mean the the mom's whole goal is to get one of them to marry him so that like the family fortune won't be totally lost Mm -hmm. but he is still like in the movie he's like he seems much older to me and he's sort of like, he's kind of like a flighty guy. Like at first he's in love with, um, who's the oldest? Jane. Yeah, first he's in love with Jane. And then when he finds out that Jane's already semi-taken, he's like, ooh, Lizzie instead. And I'm like, <laughs> do you actually care? Like, I mean, I know that it was less of a thing to marry for love because like,
2: mm-hmm. like money
0: was such an important part mm-hmm. of like how, like who you got married to. And so it was just sort of like, well, if one sister's taken, I guess I'll go to the next. But to me, that's just like, (laughs) really, like another
2: sort of weird predatory thing. Like, one gone, I'll move right along. (laughs) 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 I don't remember 100% if it's in the book, but I definitely know it's in like the movie versions where, I think it has to be in the book because I think it's in both adaptations, where Mrs. Bennett is like, oh, She's the one who implies that Jane is taken and is like, but Lizzie's not. Yeah, that's true, because she's also, like, pawning them off, for sure. She, like, basically pushes him and is like, go marry Lizzie, and has no qualms about it, even though he's super creepy. And But at least she's married then, I guess, right? Yeah. Speaking of Mrs. Bennett, you and I have talked about this before. I have a Uh, lot of sympathy (laughs) for Mrs. Bennett, Mm. but go ahead. No, yeah, I know. So, um... In reading it for the first time, like, I always had this picture of, like, kind of like what you mentioned, the 2005 version, where, like, the parents don't really get along that well, but, like, they still love each other. But I was reading the book, and in the book, the parents actually, like, do not get along, and they are no longer in love. Like, it specifically says Mr. Bennett, like, fell in love with the beauty of Mrs. Bennett, but she had no brains, and he was, like, super intellectual and, like, almost needed a Lizzie sort, which is why Lizzie's his favorite daughter, because he needed that, like intellectual stimulation of having those conversations and mrs bennett does not provide that and so in the book they like don't like each other Mm -hmm. at least that's how i interpreted it by that line and then every bickering afterwards like he's like tired of her and the same in the bbc version like you can tell he's just like fed up with all of her antics versus like we talked about the 2005 version he seems much more like forgiving of her like antics and is like ah well she's my wife and I still love her so and I think
0: that the this movie is fairer to her character in general because like when you think about the system that they were working that they were living in where like none of those daughters were going to inherit anything um and like even though mrs bennett is like super dramatic (laughs) and like always like in a fluster (laughs) and like needs to lie down um like she obviously cares a lot for her daughters and like shows that in the way that she knows best which is like try to make sure that after they're dead like they won't just be destitute and like living wherever um and like there's i don't remember if this is in the book but like there's a line in the 2005 version where Lizzie's like is this seriously like all you think about and mrs bennett is like if you have five daughters like like you have five daughters who like won't inherit anything and like tell me what you'll do like mm-hmm. ba- basically or like tell me how you'll feel um and i'm like that's totally fair like she can be kind of socially Inept sometimes, as far as like, uh, like she probably doesn't have as much tact. I mean, that's kind of something Darcy calls out, right? Is that like she's too, like, I don't know, flighty or something, like too much, too mm-hmm. extra. Like she's not as reserved as you would need to be to mm-hmm. be higher class. Mm. But nah,
1: she doesn't she... have the subtlety, right? Exactly,
0: no subtlety at all. But like, she knows what she needs to do to like get her daughters married, and like, well, I would love for there to be other, you know, things to care about. Like, that's something that she kind of had to care about in that time. I don't know. And now I'm just <laughs> blathering. But no, nope, I'm I sorry. That. This is your episode. <laughs> Not I... my. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you gave me so
2: much. Power. No. talking with you I had like a newfound like appreciation for Mrs. Bennett but like she always like kind of got on my nerves with the BBC version and like she's 10 times extra in the 2005 version (laughs) yeah but they almost do it in a way that's like endearing if that makes sense for sure
0: and I think you're right that that's if she's made even more endearing because the husband is sort of like this is a lot and I'm tired but also like I love
2: you Mm -hmm. and I am here. <laughs> There's that like extra scene late at night when they're like in bed and they're like triumphing over. I don't remember what. Yeah, happens, they're like but, giggling like, they're, together. Like, yeah. They're like just like having this really sweet like coupley moment, like. Yay, I don't know what's happening. So I don't remember <laughs> the context of the, the episode, but I can just, like, visualize it. Like, they're just like, yay, something happened. It was great. And I'm like, what happened? I think it's Jane when she Is it gets Jane married. Gets en- yeah. When she gets engaged, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they have that awkward, creepy double wedding in the 2005 movie. I don't know if it happens mm. in the book. I think it happens. I don't remember. There's oh not a gosh. double wedding. Is it? Not in
0: the 2005. Mm. There's no,
2: like, wedding shown. Okay, well, I think in the... Oh, yeah, because it ends with like Mrs. Darcy. Like
0: I think they're like, pr- already mm, married. Mm, and They're like, already it kinda married. It kind of skips the
2: wedding. Yeah, so it's the BBC version that has a double wedding That's at so the weird. end. And I think, oops, sorry, it might be in the book as well, but I don't remember as well. So it's been like two or three months since I've read it. <laughs> but, oh, I had a question for you guys. If we, using what you know of the Bennett family, mm. how would you rank the family members? <laughs>
1: I remember the parents, Lizzie, that's
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ranking the parents and Lizzie.
1: <laughs> uh, Lizzie, dad, mom. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's all I remember. What
0: about you? Mm, I mean, Lydia would be last. but Obviously. But I actually disagree with you that, like, she deserves to be put in her place. Like, I don't think... Anyone deserves to be with Mr. Wickham because he's a piece of that. trash. <laughs> and is. like she's really young, and that doesn't necessarily like excuse her behavior, but I don't think what she anything she did was like criminal. Like she doesn't, I don't know. I don't think anyone deserves to be with him. Um, but I will put her last just because I don't like her. <laughs> I think she's quite annoying. <laughs> yeah, she's really obnoxious. And then Kitty cuz I don't really care about kitty. Poor kitty. Um and then honestly, oh my gosh, after that it gets hard. Like I know there's so <laughs> many left still. Um okay. This is probably going to be like an unpopular opinion, but like I just don't really care about Jane a whole oh, lot. God, me like, neither. I like her fine, but like, she's just sort of like the nice, good oldest sister, right? Um, So I think she would be next. Like, I'm, ca- I'm going for the bottom no, up. Yeah. And then I would have Mary. Because I like Mary. <laughs> like, she's annoying. But like, in the movie, she's like, the sullen daughter that you desperately need. It's like, you can't just have a house full of sugar. She's like She's the middle child. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, she brings the darkness, and she's so, like, upset. And, like, she's, she's the goth child that they needed. <laughs> um, and I really love that. And also, I don't know if this is true in the books, but, like, I've watched... I have a sickness. I've watched like the commentary version of the 2005 movie so many times. And in that one, like the director talks about how, like, either in the book or the way they directed it, she's supposed to be like kind of secretly in love with Mr. Collins. And he literally never realizes that. And obviously, it's just like a schoolgirl crush because she's so young. But like, she is clearly like pining for him in the movie. And he's just so fucking oblivious, <laughs> like he does not even notice. And I don't know, that's interesting to me. Um, and then we have the mom, and then the dad, and then Lizzie at the top. And that, I don't feel like I need to explain any of no. that. Lizzie's great. <laughs> Dad's
2: great, mom's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I would mostly agree with that, except I would move, I would switch Jane and Mary. Okay, so yeah. it'd be, like, Lizzie, Mr. Bennett, Mrs. Bennett, Jane. even though she kind of sometimes was Bennett and always me, but she's still important, right? Like, and then Jane, just because Jane, I know that, like, part of what's supposed to be, like, wonderful about her is that she's always positive, and I know I'm that, like, I'm that friend sometimes who's, like, always the positive mm-hmm. one, but, like, I feel like she doesn't really, beyond being in love, show any emotions, right? And that bothers me. And then Mary with her. And I think what drove me nuts about Mary is Mary was like very pedantic. like, Let me learn you a thing about the Bible, right? Every five minutes. And they def I definitely picked up on the Mary liking Mrs Mr Mr Mr. Mr. Collins, um, in the movie versions and I thought that was really like sweet. And they would be so great together, really, honestly. If you like- weren't literally <laughs>
0: twice her age. I mean
2: Val, Yeah. <laughs> but like but she's they just, do personality wise oh, like yeah. they're so similar they would be like um, besties yeah I mean, and yeah. poor charlotte lucas <laughs> rank the men rank the men <laughs>
0: uh i mean darcy's top I'm well yeah like obviously you men. could just
1: like not include him like i just <laughs> oh. it's, it's like it's a fight for the bottom I a fight assume. for the bottom
2: oh mr collins or oh like ooh, i don't know <laughs> I would put Wickham last. Yeah. I was gonna say, Wickham, I would, Wickham, is, Wickham like, is like creepy, predatory. Deliberately.
0: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. straight up evil. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Collins is next. Yes. Just because he's weird. Like, he's a weird dude and annoying. Mm hmm. But he's kind of funny. Like, in his weirdness. <laughs> yes. Like, it's fun to laugh at him, kind of a thing, which they
2: do. And then Mr. Bingley, who's just like handsome and has money and is like nice, I guess, right? Like,
1: I think yeah. he gets eaten. I think Collins gets eaten in <laughs> <pro> <laughs> <precious> <laughs> and the zombies. I can't oh, remember. I, I, I,
2: was so, I was so lost. I was to, like, be a second. In
0: there. your alternate universe, <laughs> he gets swallowed up. No. Uh,
1: that same dude also wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That was much better.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, side note one time, my, I think it was my dad or my grandma got me Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter for like a Christmas or birthday present, and I was like, oh, why does this like seem like my right to you (laughs) do I exude it I'm over here reading like YA romance novels and uh, fantasy novels and all of a sudden he just like hands me I think it was my dad like handed me and I was like Thanks, Dad. I'm so excited to see this. And I honestly think he got it because he wanted to watch it because he did watch it and he liked it and I've never oh, seen it. the movie of it. The movie version of the it. The movie's bad. But like he, yeah, he got me the movie version and he definitely has seen it and I have not. And I think he, it was like a present for me, but it's not really for mm-hmm. me like kind of thing. Maybe he wanted to watch it together and then I failed him. I don't know. Sorry.
1: I think the only other thing that I'm like kind of wondering about is how we talked about this with the lord of the rings what it's like to read a book after after experiencing it as a movie and in your case like experiencing it as like a movie and a tv show and a web series like Mm -hmm. what is that like actually reading through it
2: um good question so i would think i'm gonna refer to the wisdom of like one of my friends um so i have a really good friend shelton birch um Hey there, Shelton, if you listen to the podcast, uh, shout out to you. Um, I don't think he does. But anyway, (laughs) I'll tell him to listen. That's your job. That's the
1: listener's job. (laughs) Oh my god. Well,
2: shout out to Shelton, and I will get him to start listening. And he will binge everything and then hear this. Um, So Shelton actually had seen all the Harry Potter movies, but had never read the books. Mm -hmm. And he has just started reading the books within the last, like, two or three years. And he'll, like, text me cool updates and stuff. Um, But he said this really, like, I was that purist who was like, I need to read the book before Mm -hmm. I watch the movie adaptation. Like, with all the big things. Twilight, like, Hunger Games, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um, I was that nerd who, like, reread the books right before the movie came out. (laughs) Like, for, for almost anything I've ever, like, that has been made into a big motion picture, right? Um, And I got a lot of anxiety from it because I felt, like, stressed out to read these things in time for the movies. Um, And I feel like maybe I got, like, really worked up about it and I was, like, that, like, purist who's like, the books are better than the movies, and I do think they are 99% of Mm -hmm. the time. Um, But Shelton actually said this really, like, in my words, profound thing where he was like, there's nothing wrong with starting with the movie first. In fact, starting with the movie... And then going to the book opens up the world rather than closing the world so he mm. he got to learn so many cool things about the wizarding world of harry potter and all the books um kind of nuances of the story that are not in the movie adaptation and i have since then having that conversation with him completely 180 my opinion <laughs> and i'm like yeah read the movie like or read the movie um read the book after the movie if you want like Either way is fine. And mm-hmm. um, I think reading Pride and Prejudice after watching all of these adaptations, um, there were some cute new things that like were added, like more depth to some characters. Um, kind of like Mr. Bennett has a little bit of background, like background on their relationship that's not really necessarily in the movies per se, but maybe is implied and um you get to like I think dive into the world and the like restrictions of the society they're in a lot more than like in the movie, and I thought that was really cool because it added such like a another layer of depth to the mm-hmm. story that like we just take the story for granted and like yes like okay they get married at the end blah 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 but the book kind of added all of the like reasonings and like stress and like uh, just deepened I think the story um, so like I am now like an advocate for like <laughs> yeah like you can totally watch um, the movie before the book and that's totally fine like in fact I think you're probably less upset as right. a fan watching the movie and then reading the book because you just learn so much versus like your favorite characters being chopped out yeah. like you you learn about the characters rather than like ah, oh, they got chopped out i right? feel like
1: that's just part of every time you go to see a movie adaptation it's this expectation that you're going to be disappointed in some way so that's You're smart, Cookie Sheldon. That's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I,
2: I work, right? So, part of what I do in lit studies is like work with adaptations of fairy tales, and I get Uh like really frustrated when like things happen and like, ah, that they're like totally veining from the story, but at the same time, that's what like makes them cool and new, and that's like what an adaptation is. Like, if you wanted a word for word thing, that is not an adaptation. And so, I think there's a lot of power in adding those nuances in the adaptation that change it, but also. If you're, like, a hardcore fan, it can be super disappointing mm-hmm. when they completely cut out your, like, favorite parts of the books and stuff.
1: Like, imagine if every adaptation followed the rules that appear- that so many, like, Shakespeare adaptations are, where it's, like, you cannot add new words. Like, it has to be how it is written. Like, you can change the world. You can make it, like, what's the Romeo plus Juliet one? Like, it's oh. gangland. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, like,
2: Leonardo DiCaprio I mean, it's basically,
0: like... Verona. Yeah, that's it. Uh, isn't the setting, I mean, I, I've actually never seen that one, but isn't the setting essentially like West Side Story? <laughs> but I mean, it's just I mean, modern.
1: It was, oh, like, yeah. it was just Is the 90s. Like,
2: like machine guns and like all this stuff. Yeah, like and- there, there's a <laughs>
1: helicopter at one point and there's news crews, like there's a reporter who's re- re- like giving some of the narration lines at one point. And they're
2: like still sort of talking in iambic pentameter because you right. can't change the script. And-,
1: and like in some ways that's like, ex- that's super cool changing it in those ways but it's also like oh my gosh just like just like talk normal. <laughs> uh,
2: I think the changes are really kind of fun though because I think one of my favorite lines is actually in the 2005 version I just like looked at Emily for yes. emphasis because that's her favorite <laughs> um so even though the BBC version is my favorite one of my favorite lines is the 2005 and it's like Jane and Lizzie are talking about like being proposed to by mr darcy and or i guess she proposed and rejected him and like now she thinks he hates her or something and she says this like beautiful line that's like i don't know if i can live in a world where he thinks like the worst of me or something i butchered the line but it's like so beautiful and powerful like and it's in the 2005 version which goes very off script at times and Mm -hmm. but yeah Shelton is very smart <laughs> to bring it back around. Yeah, no, I
0: love thinking about it that way, where it's like, you get to, you get when you go from the movie to the book, it's like, you get a new moment of discovery, right. and that's cool. I, never thought about it like I don't that.
1: think it's necessary to go deeper into this, but it'd be like saying, like, you have to watch the commentary version of a movie first <laughs> to get the, like, behind-the-scenes stuff bef- mm. before you get to watch the movie as it is. Mm-hmm.
2: Should be interesting. Mm, that would but... be really interesting to like, and then like rewatch it and you can see all the little like nuances right. the director wanted. I mean, I do that all the time. I <laughs> <laughs> well, no, watch... I
0: don't start with no, the commentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll go from one to the other and then. But yeah, re-watch. like I, I like
1: that idea of being able to having things, yeah, like you said, have things open up instead of be closed off. I think that's really good.
2: Yeah, so I, yeah, now I'm a proponent of it and there's been many movies that like. High school, Jamie would have been like, no, I'm not watching that movie mm-hmm. until I read it. Um, and now I'm like, watching the movie because I bought that book six years ago and I haven't read it yet. So I might as well just watch, watch the Don't movie. deprive yourself of yeah, exactly. the movie. I was very stubborn. And now I'm very much like, mm-hmm. do all the things when you have a chance. So, yeah.
1: So thanks so much for coming. It was really great. Your, yeah, this was fun. Uh, Jamie likes to like kind of joined in late but every time she texts us updates and we'll get stuff like that's months old she'll just send a quote just like i don't who said that i don't remember this oh my gosh
2: that's my favorite thing to do is like just text you guys like hilarious lines that like leaf or emily said in the middle of the podcast that i'm like ah this is hilarious and i text it and it's out of context and you guys don't remember which episode it's from uh, so I'm just good. glad someone thinks we're funny. <laughs> yeah. What? I, d- I said I'm glad
0: someone thinks we're funny. I think
2: you're funny, <laughs> but I also think I'm funny, and I'm told I'm not, so it's fine. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> you are.
1: All right, are. so I think that's going to be it. Unfortunately, uh, with Jamie and we, with the end of the year coming by, we had to mix some things up. So Fall of Gods, which I said was going to be this time, is going to be next time. It will not be the last episode of the year. This is, obviously uh so you'll see us in 2020 with fall of gods and hopefully a lot more books thank you to velpunch for the use of their song fighting pose from the album his strange fighting pose you can follow us on twitter at sundoku pod there's a link in the description uh we're getting better about that about putting some behind the scenes stuff and if you could please leave write a review rate us on itunes on anything else we would love to get some sort of feedback
2: yes please (laughs) I'll go write you a review right now. And Thank like, you. Wow, Jamie was your best guest star ever. Fight me, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> please do. I will.
1: Alright, with that, I think that is everything. So.
0: Bye bye. Bye.
1: See ya.